Do you have an unexpected story to tell or know someone who does? We'd love to have you on the pod. Please apply at please don't tell anyone pod at gmail.com or follow our application link in bio of our Instagram, please don't tell anyone pod or TikTok account. It's like I'm Tony. He just starts talking really fast. Like, if you guys can count all of the candles in this room, I'll give you $1,000 or something. So I, I start, that's when I start looking for all the candles. <laughs> I'm like trying to take a guess. I'm like, uh, maybe like uh, just 62. Hey, and thanks for coming back to Please Don't Tell Anyone. I'm Molly Clark, your host, and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people. I go and blind all my interviews so that I can hear the story firsthand just like you. Please don't tell anyone. I said, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. I said, please don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. I said, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Usually someone submits to this podcast. Yeah. Have you listened to any episodes of this podcast? You know, I've heard the (laughs) clips. I've seen the TikToks. (laughs) But what happens is I have this like whole spreadsheet. So it'll be like my dad murdered my sister Uh and uh, that's like their submission. And so then I go into it really blind and I read their submission to start Mm -hmm. and then they tell the story. So if you had a submission to this podcast, what do you think kind of like the hook or log line Ooh. of your story would be? Okay. My hook would be I spent I spent the weekend with a millionaire who mysteriously died weeks later. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We got a hit. We got a hit on our hands. Um, so you're not going to be anonymous, so I will welcome you with your name. Your name is Allie, Allie McCloskey. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> You're so close. There's no L in the last name. <laughs> really? Makofsky. <laughs> but that's like such a common way that people say it. They either go McCloskey or they go Makowski. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with McCloskey. <laughs> but if you look it up on Instagram, it's different. Allie is a friend of mine. We've known each other for... Oh, a long time. Maybe like five years now? Yeah, but we've only really solidified our friendship in, in recent past. times. Happy and I think years. we'll start this by telling how we know each other. Okay. But just to give a background, Allie's a comedian, yeah. a friend, mm-hmm. a female, a dog owner, and uh, has her own podcast that's on hiatus. Do you want to plug it or plug um, anything about you? You can watch the old episodes or listen to the old episodes of my podcast. It's called Resting Bitch. Um, you can subscribe to my Patreon if you want. So we met back. I mean, this is kind of a please don't tell anyone story because we both signed NDAs. I don't think I signed an NDA. Oh. <laughs> I signed an NDA. Oh, weird. So this can be a police on. T- Did I? I signed something when I was onboarded. But when I was 18, I was a sophomore in college. Or I don't know if that's the right timing. Maybe 19. And I, long story short, didn't get an internship at James Corden that I really wanted. And I'm uh, my personal trainer at the gym's husband ran the Wendy Williams show. He was going out to L.A., to executive produce an Amber Rose sex talk show. If you don't know who Amber Rose is, she had a baby with Wiz Khalifa, dated Kanye West, shaved head, feminist activist, runs the slut walk. Um, So he was like, you know, come out, you can be a PA. And I thought I would spend the whole summer like stalking the fridge and, you know, just doing classic interny PA things. And what ended up happening is I was one of the youngest people on staff And they were trying to build this sex talk show. And so I would stand up every day and ask Amber sex questions. And it was especially interesting to her because I was a virgin or to the show. I I don't know what she cared about any of this. I was shaking day one and I was like, hi, I'm Molly. I'm a virgin. And I actually ended up, this is really, please don't tell anyone, but I took it from the computer before I left. So I have all the footage of it. You do? Yeah, I can show it to you. Oh, my God. Um, And one day there was this guy who worked at the network Um, and he was kind of brought on because the show was really bad and it was failing. It hadn't even gone to air and he was brought on to kind of like pump it up a bit and make it a little better. And he brought in this young comedian to help in the writer's room. And that was Allie. Yes, ma'am. And what, what was your memories of that time? Um, not many. I remember I also had a shaved head at the time. So the joke was that I was the white Amber Rose. Mm. I thought you were a lesbian because you had a shaved head and I didn't know I was a lesbian at the time. So you're like, is this my future? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I got brought on to be like a creative consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I don't really have any memories. I remember she was dating a 21 Savage. Yeah, he so was there. I remember there. he was in the office and I was stoked about that. Yeah, I remember but that. I, I, I mean, nothing really happened with that show. So it wasn't like, I just remember being in the room and you know, coming up with ideas. And and I remember you were the first person, and I've said this to you, to ever use a fidget spinner so oh, actively yeah? around me. Yeah, and then I went home that fall, and everyone had fidget spinners. Mm. So you were really the pioneer of that. Wow. So keep fidgeting. Thanks. Um, but the story we're going to get to today, last year, two years ago, you came to Pride at my apartment. Yeah. And everyone left, and you were one of the, you know, stragglers, stragglers at the end. And we couldn't get you to leave. And you... No, I'm kidding. We loved having you, of course. I do do that thing. I never know, like, when the time is. <laughs> and I am the person who ends up, like... I'm either... I either leave so early into an event or, like, a gathering. I'm well, like, I can't do it. You weren't anymore. actually that night there. Very specifically, I have this memory. You left. And then there was this girl. And if you're listening, it was totally fine. But it, I, looking back, I was like, huh, that's interesting. She, she stayed the entire party. Party ended, everyone had left. Oh, yeah, and then no she one stayed. knew her. She was like a random... After the party, and then we were like, okay, like, we're wrapping up, we're gonna go get dinner, like, just me and my girlfriend and my friend. She was like, cool, where are we going? We went and got the food, we brought it back, we all had takeout together, and I hadn't talked to this girl in, like, five, six years. I have not seen her since, and she stayed well into that evening, till I think wow. 9.30 or so. Wow. Anyway. But then at that party, is that when I told you? Yes, that's this point of me saying all that, is at this party you told this story. So technically I'm not going in blind to this, but there's been updates since then. Because when you told it, I don't think he was dead, was he? I think so. Never mind. Then that's not as exciting. I think the reason I brought it up was because maybe it was, like, fresh. Yeah. So I'll just let you take it from here. Why don't you, you know, tell us how... You got into this situation and take us through the situation. Okay. So I've been doing comedy for, I don't know, some a good chunk of years now. And this was, I wish I was better at timelines. I don't know exactly when, but um, this is during the pandemic for sure. My friend hits me up. He's a comic and he's like, hey, um, I'm doing, I'm doing a private show at this millionaire's house in Utah They're getting a tour bus, like Justin Bieber style. A Justin Bieber style tour bus is coming to pick us up in L.A. and drive us overnight to Utah. And then we're going to do this show and then we're going to go home. And it's the pandemic, so there's no work. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a lot going on at this time. And also, like, you don't really get to, I mean, at least I don't really get to meet that many millionaires. So anytime I do, I'm like, I need to observe this. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to see this. Yeah. And we don't know who it is. I have no information, but I'm like, whatever. I want to go on a tour bus. I want to be, I want to see what this like private event at a millionaire's place is. And the millionaire was the one paying for the tour bus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm like, this will be a really, you know, interesting experience. It could be really cool. It could be really weird. Like, I don't know. I'm just going in blind. And it was like, I was like, who's doing the show? And so he lists off like um, two, I think two of my other friends. And so I'm like, okay, that's like a good solid group of people. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be on stuck on this tour bus with like randoms, randos. Um, and so I'm like, sure, why not? And so we meet up in this like parking lot. It's in front of like the, this like shoe store. It's this empty in LA. parking lot. Yeah. It's off Sunset and Western. Really good taco truck in that in that parking lot, by the way. If you're ever in L.A., um, Leo's Tacos. Anyway. Well, you may not know this, but at the end of every episode, that's how I end is I ask someone their favorite restaurant. Oh. But maybe you don't. Maybe it's not going to be Leo's. I don't think it'll be Leo's. But still, we'll but plug just Leo's. just a side note. Yeah. Good, good tacos. Good okay. street food. So we're in this parking lot, and we get there, and there's this big tour bus, and we're like, oh, my God, it's happening. Like, this is so crazy. And we still don't know who the rich person is. We don't know whose private show we're doing. And so we're all on the tour bus. We're fired up. We're excited. We meet the bus drivers. And so we embark on our overnight trip. And everything's, like, fairly normal at this point. We don't know much, so there's not much to, like, think about. I'm the only girl in the group. So I have my friend Craig, my friend Brian, and my friend Ahmed. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, yeah, and then me. 
And so we're driving. I think we like go to bed. And when we wake up, we're, I think we're still driving. I don't, I don't even think we like asked the bus drivers any information. Like we didn't think that they would know. So we didn't ask. We didn't like have any heads up. You, so it could have been a celebrity. It could have been a yeah. you know, software person. Yeah, it could have been anyone. Yeah. And so we get to this like kind of cabin. It's like a lodge. It's like a bed and breakfast almost, like a kind of hotel situation. And we get there and there's like a chef. It almost it feels like a hostel where it's like everyone's kind of working, but they don't seem like employees of this place. Like we didn't check in. It's just someone like greeting us being like, hey, we're so excited you're here. Here's your room. Here's your room. Um, yeah, there, there's someone in the kitchen being like, do you guys want anything? But no one's like in a uniform. There's no like name tags. It's just like. It feels like a co-op. Yeah, it's like not like an actual kind of hotel. Out. Yeah, the comfort inn or anything. And so I'm, I'm like, what? Is, like, are you? Do you guys work here? Are you guys staying here? Like, what's the situation? And they're like, oh, we're like, we're we're friends of Tony's. And I'm like, who's Tony? And they're like, oh yeah, T- Tony's like Tony's the guy. This is his. This is where like his friends or family or like employees stay when they're in Utah. Was it nice? It was nice, yeah. It was like a cute little like rustic vibe. Okay. Cabin. Yeah. I don't know. It was like, it was just a cute spot. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, who's Tony? I'm like, Tony Stark? Like, there's all this kind of mystery around Tony. And so I'm like, okay, um, cool. And I start to get, this is when I start to get a little bit nervous, but it's too early. I feel like women have a heightened sense of like, danger because mm-hmm. i feel like we're constantly just like looking out yeah. for potential harm. especially when you're with men yeah i mean even though are, you're friends these are my friends it was less about it wasn't about them it was more about just the circumstance because they're all they're stoked because you have to think like at this point we're all just like hungry artists like we want to be around millionaires because in our heads we're like maybe this is our big shot you know yeah. like and so they definitely have the excitement of like who cares like this is so awesome we're in this we got driven over on a tour bus and i'm like something just feels off off yeah none of the employees are like friends like i don't even know what they are there's no like clear roles it felt very like Manson esque, where okay. it's like they're just doing things, and I'm like, "Are you guys getting paid for this?" Like, is it a cult? Yeah. yeah, it just felt a little bit off. But at this point, it was still too early, so I'm like, "Okay, this is just kind of a little bit different." And they're like, "We're gonna take you to Tony's house, and we're, we have to COVID test you and all of this stuff. We'll have dinner before the show with everyone, and then you'll do the show." We're like, okay. We get ready. We go over to the house. And when we get there, there's a gate. And at the gate, there's security. And I'm like, oh, this is like legit. The security guard's taking our photos in the car. Like, we don't get out of the car. We're sitting in the car. The guy's taking photos (laughs) of each of us. And then we get our temperature checked for COVID reasons. And then when we get in to the gate... We go to, like, the garage to get COVID tested. So there's, like, you know, nurses or nurse practitioners who are at the house, like, doing our swabs and stuff like that. And I remember this was, like, so early into the pandemic that that wasn't, like, I wasn't used to that experience yet. I was like, That was, like, a rich person thing to be able to get. Yes. Yeah, I remember that period. Yes. Where, like, celebrities were having parties and they were able to get their hands on COVID tests that, like, normal people couldn't. Yeah. So... Uh, we, we get, we get tested. We have to like, wait. We also did like a antibody test, I think. So we got our fingers pricked and that's when, I don't know if at this point, like now, if this were to happen, I wouldn't think that that's weird, but I remember just feeling so off that getting my finger pricked, I started to get nervous, even though that's like normal for the antibodies. It was like, Something about this situation made me feel like maybe this isn't being used for anti. I don't yeah. know, just something. Well, now they off. have their, your picture, your saliva, right. and your blood. Yes, that's pretty. And you physically. Yeah. And just to be clear, the group there are four of you. Yeah, you're all brought in to do stand up sets. We're all brought in to do stand up comedy. It's a private show at this guy's house, and we're like. How many people are going to be there? Yeah. And were you thinking there would be other... And are these all friends of his who are coming to the show? Or is it like people from the town? Because you're used to standing up on stage or being a big group, doing a show, doing your set, getting off. 
I, and I don't think I had ever done like a private event. That's pretty mm. common. A lot of times like comedians will get booked to do like corporate events. Mm-hmm. People will book you to do private events at their homes, things like that. But I don't think I had done, at least I hadn't traveled for one in this way yeah. before. So I just didn't know what to expect. I'm like, is this, yeah, is this for the community of Salt Lake? Like, the I just didn't know who was going to be there. Yeah. And so. And you were planning to do all your normal jokes? Yeah. Like yeah. your butt just jokes? Reg- yeah, and, just a regular yeah. set. Got it. I don't like, want to give away your just jokes. just a regular show. Yeah. So like, I'll just, you know, and you kind of like, based on the audience or whatever, you kind of tailor your set for that. But I was, I didn't have any like preconceived ideas about the set. I was more concerned about just. The environment. The environment. So before the show, we're supposed to have dinner with everyone. So I'm assuming this mysterious Tony man will be at dinner. And so as soon as we get into the house, that's when I started really getting nervous because we enter the house. We have to take another photo. They have a cute Polaroid camera, though, this time. And so they take Polaroids of everyone who walks in and they put the time you got there and your name and then they put it on a wall. And And you still don't know this person's. I think I think at the cabin they did tell us, oh, this guy, his name's Tony Shea. He's the founder of Zappos. Okay. He just sold his company to Amazon. Okay. And a lot of the people were employees of Zappos, former okay. employees of Zappos, but also maybe friends of Tony's. But I'll get more into that because it felt the whole time like the lines were blurred. I'm like, are you friends with him? Yeah. Are you just on payroll? It just... Just for the record, had you purchased something on Zappos? Never... Never. So you personally were not a fan of Zappos. I personally had no interest in that. I thought it was cool that mm-hmm. he like did this. And I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like he just sold his company to yeah. Amazon. That's huge. You know, and I'm familiar with the name Zappos, Zappos. and what they do. But mm-hmm. um, I wasn't personally um, invested in the company. And so once we get to dinner, that's when things get weird. So I'm like in the house and we're kind of looking around. They give us a little bit of a tour. They show us where we're going to be performing. And it's a really big house. But when you think of like millionaire in my head, when I think of someone who's just sold their company to Amazon for like billions of dollars, I'm like, they're going to live on this like massive compound. Mm -hmm. And it was big, but it was like... It was pretty, like, you could find yourself around the house. You've gone through security. It seems like it's going to be big. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, it was right on this, like, lake. It was, like, almost like a private lake or some sort of body of water. So, like, the property itself was really massive, Mm -hmm. but the house, it's not like you could get lost. It wasn't a chateau. No. And so they're they're giving us a tour of the house, and, and my observations were... There's a lot of post-it notes all over the walls. And I'm like, this is a rich, rich person. If I was rich, if I had the money Mm -hmm. this man has, no one's coming in my house. No strangers are allowed. Mm -hmm. You know, like my house is a temple. You know, Mm -hmm. there's nothing on the walls. It's clean. It's nice. And I'm seeing all these post-its on the wall. And I'm like, that's such a weird thing to do. When you say a lot, like covering the wall? All over. I mean, it's not like you couldn't see the wall behind yeah. it. but Were it's there anything like, on the post-its? Yes. So the post-its, anyone who who enters the house, anyone who's in there, there's just like post-its on the table with pens and you can write anything on there. And then you could just stick it up on the okay. wall. Because I will say my mom has post-its on our walls around the house, but that's for paint nicks and then the painter comes in and knows where the nicks are. Yeah, no, but this always is like, we have the post-its up. Okay, interesting. That seems efficient. Yeah. She's like, I don't like this. Post it just to note it. Yeah, so I was wondering, maybe he was doing that, but that doesn't seem like this. this was more like, I wonder if I can find photos. Some of them would be, like, inspirational. Like, there's always a silver lining or, like, the rainbow. I don't know. Just, like, there was inspirational stuff. There were, like, business ideas on there. There were, like, math equations on some post-its. It was just all over the place. It looked like an insane... Do you think you have photos? Not to show, but you could look it up. Yeah, okay. So October 10th, we get picked up. And let me just go to October 10th on the archive. So there's post-its all over the, like, window back there. Did you see? Yeah. Oh, and there's, so there's like, made a post-it. post-its all right there. Yeah, it's a beautiful house. Beautiful house. And then post-its. For those listening, Ali's showing me videos of the house. I can confirm it is beautiful and there are post-its. Yeah, so. It's not a fabrication. She did not make this up. Yeah. So there's post-its everywhere, a range of things written on them for multiple people. Whoever's in the house, they can put up a post-it. There's this, like, tank with these cool iguanas. I was like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
I think I got the timeline wrong a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should go back. You can go back. So before, so when we get into like the bed and breakfast, we're there for a little bit. Then we walk around the city. Then before we go to the actual house, we go to this like, we go to this, um, this kind of like deserted area. It's just kind of like uh, pavement, like gravel and stuff like that. And there's, I, I think there was 16 tour buses, like the one that we had took. There's 16 tour buses, and they're all... Like, just a lot. There's a lot filled with tour buses. And they're in this... They're in a square. They're parked, so there's like a... It almost is like a festival. So they're, like, parked in a square, so in the middle of it, you can just, like, hang out. And because there were 16 tour buses, there were two bus drivers for each tour bus. So there were 32 bus drivers just stationed in... Park City. We gotta get Salt one of them Lake. on the Park pod. City? Park City, yeah. Utah. I can I can connect you with one of them because I have another story that ties into the bus. They'd probably be great for the pod. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, I tried to get them on my podcast and they won't do it. Oh. They're so shy. Well, please don't tell anyone. They could be anonymous. Oh yeah. You can co-host that episode. Okay. Okay. Deal. Um. So there's like, like a tour bus graveyard. Lot. Yeah. But and there's 32 bus drivers mm-hmm. and they're in this lot. They have set up, like, a train track, like, a little mini, like, train track. You know, like, Christmas time, those little trains. So they've set up a full train track around. That's so niche. There's a guy doing tattoos in one of the tour buses. It's like a carny. It's like a carny village. uh, Oh, my God. You actually got a tattoo there. Yeah, this guy was giving tattoos. And so that's that was another thing. I was like, this is not normal. This is like very weird and bizarre because we're trying to find out because that's the point where we're like, why are there so many tour buses? Like, why are there all these people just like in this lot hanging out? And so we're trying to like get Are they all on payroll? Yeah. They're all on payroll. Like all these bus drivers. It just no one could like give us a real answer because this is just me assuming. I think they were like a little bit paranoid. They didn't want to like say the wrong thing because I later found out a lot of them were like. They, a lot of them had to, like, stream. They had to live stream later finding out to Tony. I'll get into that. That will be explained in a minute. It will be explained. But just all of these weird things, I'm just kind of, like, clocking. I'm like, mm-hmm. none of this makes sense. It felt like a modern sci-fi horror movie mm-hmm. where it's, like, things just... It was just strange. So... Then we go to the house. I see the post-its everywhere. There's iguanas. That wasn't weird, but I was like, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And um, and we get the tour. By the way, my girlfriend, when I woke up this morning, asked me, literally her first question to me was, if you could be a lizard for just today, would you do it? And? I said no, because I would get killed in this building or outside in New York. Like, you don't have to move. You can just be like a lizard in a... I, I think I'd just rather stay human for the day. Would you rather be a lizard in New York City today? Yeah, if I could go back But to if normal, you die... You I'm can't go die. back to normal. I'm going to just hang out in the apartment. But why wouldn't you rather do that as a person? Because, I don't know. Okay. How many people get the chance to be a lizard for a day? I would do it in the right setting. Yeah, I need a heat lamp. It's my one requirement. See, also, I have three cats in my apartment right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I and know. I'm, like, low-key in charge of this foster dog. So, to me, I'm just, like, I if I die and I can't come back to life as a human, like, I'm literally setting myself up for failure as yeah. a lizard for so the day. So, you're just sticking it out. Yeah. Human style. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of me. But if I were in a tropical setting, I think I would say yes, yes and to the lizard. But interesting that you would sit here with your heat lamp and, you know, watch TV. I'd enjoy it. Okay. Fine. Um... So around this house, we start doing dinner. There's a private chef. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. And there's all these people and we're meeting them and we're mingling and we're talking and we're like, oh, so like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I work. I work for Tony. And I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, I'm the I'm I'm the party coordinator. I'm the event coordinator. So I'm like, OK. And they're like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I'm friends with Tony. I do. I do the newspaper. I'm like, what does that mean? Like everyone like works but is friends with Tony. No one is giving there's nothing nothing legitimate. Nothing yeah. is making sense. No one's answers. I'm like, oh yes, of course. I'm like, yeah. it just leaves me with more questions. Yeah. <laughs> newspaper. But I'm just going along with it. I'm like, we just have one night, we're doing this gig, we're getting out. Okay. Because we were planning on driving back right after the show, I think. 
So I'm like, okay, we just got to get over this. The other thing that I noticed that was odd was there were these tiny little like um, mirrors everywhere, Uh like tiny little square mirrors. And they would be just hanging from like the ceiling or like placed on the table or on the wall. And um, so I didn't understand what that was. Didn't know. I'm like, this is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, haven't met Tony. Mm-hmm. Don't know where he is. Tony will come out for the show. Tony's excited. But he's not going to come for dinner. Um, he was supposed to. Tony's going to be out for dinner. Tony's going to come to the show. Who was at dinner? Uh, just all these random people. And also, this is the sad part. Tony's brother was there. Tony has a younger, I think, younger brother. He's at the house. He's there. I meet Tony's brother. And there's, like, some musicians there. But I'm like, how did? how do they know Tony? Like... I just don't understand famous musicians or no, no, just no, like just like people okay, who okay. can play piano and yeah. do little songs <laughs> yeah. and whatever. So we eat dinner and no Tony, no Tony, and no one's saying where Tony is. Yeah, you're at his house. Tony was supposed know. to be at dinner. Mm-hmm. He's not at dinner, and they're like, "Oh, he's in. A, he's in his room. He'll he'll be at the show." So we're like, "Okay." So finally, dinner's over. We go downstairs and we look at the venue for the show and it's like an indoor outdoor like pool room Mm -hmm. they've put like you know panels over the pool there's chairs it's a great venue it looks incredible it's nice it's you know it's low ceiling the the event coordinator and staff did a great job she did great it was Mm -hmm. incredible yeah and the stage is nice and there's a little green room and so me and my friends are sitting in the green room and we're kind of like what the fuck is this tony guy's deal like we're talking a little bit of shit because we're like what the fuck is this we're all, like, confused. We're trying to figure out what's happening. The guys are still kind of more chill with it. They're like, oh, this is so interesting. And I'm like, we might not ever make it home. Like, we might become one of these people who ends up working and is friends with Tony. Yeah. Because I'm like, maybe they all started by just performing for Tony. Yeah. And now they're trapped yeah. in Utah working for him or something. Just something felt very off about it. And this guy comes in and he has a iPhone and he's like, can we stream you guys and ask you questions? Can we like do an interview for Tony? It's live streamed and Tony's watching right now. And he really likes, he really likes to like watch and live stream. So we're like, yeah, sure. You know, he's like the one paying, you know, we're getting paid by Tony. So we're not going to be like, no, that's weird. And at this point, are you picturing like in your head, like this guy's behind a desk somewhere, like working he was running Zappos or you weren't even going there? I wasn't even going there. I couldn't even like fathom what he could be doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know if he was in Utah because we haven't seen yeah. him. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe, yeah, maybe he's in like some weird control room watching everyone. And I don't know. So we're in this green room. The guy's like interviewing us. We're like, what does that mean? It's being streamed to Tony. And they're like, well, we just like to stream and keep Tony updated on what's going on and showing him like, you know the events and the excitement and so we have to like put on even though i'm terrified i have to be like we're so stoked to be doing this show like can't wait um and the guys the guy was also filming dinner he was streaming dinner to tony i didn't know it was to tony at the time or that he was streaming but he's like filming everything walking around the house saying hi to people with the camera and so we're like is tony coming to the show and he's like oh yeah tony's so excited then right before the show he's like Tony can't make it to the show, but we're going to stream it if that's okay. And as comics, you don't really like your material being, like, posted or anything without, you know, whatever. But we're like, if it's just streaming to Tony and it's not going to be anywhere, like, that's fine. We're still, like, we're at his house. Who's at the show, then, if not Tony? So it's all of these people who are at the dinner, like, the people who are the event coordinator. The staff. Kind of the staff, yeah. Okay. And it's pretty full. Like, it's a packed room. So I think it's, like, the people who work slash are friends with Tony and then maybe some of their friends. Okay. And so we do the show. The show's fun. And then they're like, Tony loved it. Tony was so <laughs> thrilled. He wants to have breakfast with you guys in the morning. And I'm telling the guys, I'm like, we just, like, let's just go home. Like, whatever this is, it's not worth it. Like, I don't, I just felt so weird about it the whole time. Did you get paid for this? We got paid for the show, yeah. I don't know how much. I think it was pretty decent. Mm -hmm. So we go back to the little cabins. All of us are kind of like, that was odd. That was so strange. And then the next morning we have to go get breakfast with Tony. And I'm like, he's not even going to show up. He's not there, you know. (laughs) Like, I don't. So we go. We go to the house. And the chef is making breakfast. They're giving us a tour of the outside. Now that it's daytime, we're like. It's like a bad morning after. Like, walk of shame. And they. 
And so there's a guy who does the newspaper for Tony. Yeah. And so he What's does the a, newspaper? So he does a daily newspaper. Tony had this dog um, that he called... Uh, fuck, what was the dog's name? He called it a nurse. Nurse... Um, I'm sure Because the comedy Google. show was also called at, like named after the dog. They, so he, he like, loved the dog, yeah. Um, <laughs> Blizzy. Okay. Nurse Blizzy? Nurse Blizzy, Blizzy comedy show, Blizzy night comedy show. So this was like the Blizzy, the Blizzy report or uh-huh. like the Blizzy, the daily Blizzy or something. So this newspaper, there's a guy who's in charge of the newspaper and every day he has a new newspaper about all the activities that went on during the day, the night before. Ali Mikofsky did the comedy show. She had a great time. You know, like there were just all these updates. And so that guy... He's there. He's like showing us around the um, the property, and he's like, "Why don't you guys do breakfast outside?" And we're like, "Where the f- where's Tony?" We thought we were doing breakfast with Tony. You'll meet Tony after the breakfast. I'm like, I don't trust. I'm never gonna leave. I felt like I was gonna be <laughs> trapped, and like being the co-editor of this newspaper or something. So we're like, okay. And that was also weird because outside there were more mirrors and stuff and they were trying to explain it. They're like, well, the mirrors that reflect off the sunlight and it brings in like this energy and yada, yada. I don't know what it was. That's when the guys were starting to get paranoid because they're like, they're like, what if the mirrors are everywhere? Because like we were on our phones and texting. Yeah. Oh. And we were like, what if, because the, there was like a mirror on the tent where we were eating breakfast outside. Yeah. It's like pointing down and it's like, are they reading, reading? the cameras? And yeah. then at one point they were like, we, oh, this was so scary. They're like, so I'm like on my phone, just kind of like texting someone being like, this is so sketchy. And they're like, we would appreciate it if you guys didn't use your phones just so you could like really enjoy the space and be in the moment don't tell me to get off my phone you know i'm addicted to that thing and it was just so weird i'm like why are you telling me not to be on my phone like it just didn't they're like yeah just try not to be on your phone as much as possible so we're having our little breakfast and um finally we go to meet tony they take you to meet tony he's not gonna come out he's not coming out so we go over to his bedroom which is like a pretty small bedroom. There's like no frills to it. It's like one of the smaller rooms, I would assume, in the house. But uh, objectively weird to be invited to someone's bedroom. Yes, yeah, so we go to the bedroom and we're like, we don't know what to expect. And I realized, we all realized that the bedroom was right next to the pool house green room, which was where we were all talking shit about Tony. Literally, his window outside of his room was like right next to yeah. the green room. So they're taking us to the house. They bring us over to his bedroom. And to get into his bedroom, we have to walk over, I think, two or three in the hallway, like, to the door, whatever, wherever the door frame is. I don't think there was a door on the door frame, but the door frame. Mm -hmm. I think there were two Home Depot buckets, like those big Mm -hmm. Home Depot buckets filled with Whippet cartridges, canisters, Whippet things. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we had to climb over that, not climb, but step over that, step over two massive buckets of whippets. And so I'm like, oh, this is dark. Uh This is bad. I feel disgusting. Uh So we walk over that. We see him. He's in bed with his girlfriend. They're just laying in bed. And they're PJs? I don't know. They were under the covers. So they could have been naked. So weird. But they're under the covers. I would be so embarrassed. Someone coming to my bedroom, a group of people, and I'm in bed. Yeah. And another thing that I noticed, I mean, it's hard not to not notice. In the bedroom, there's like candles everywhere. And not like Yankee candles in glass jars. Loose, just like those white wax candles. Just loose. You know, there's no like um, container Mm -hmm. or jar. Romantic. It's just very much like here's a candle. It was Mm -hmm. on top of the bed frames. It was on the bed stand. It was Mm -hmm. on the floor. It was on anywhere you could fit a candle. There were these giant white like wax candles. Um, so there was like wax dripping down from like the top of the bed frame. There's, you know, it's just very bizarre. I'm like, this is someone's like drug dungeon. Mm Mm-hmm. And insane that he ran Zappos. Like, how does he transition out of that mode to Zappos mode? But anyway. Yeah, well, I've, I mean, I don't, I think he was always kind of an odd guy because I, 
you know, I've read articles about his work environment and mm-hmm. it seemed to be really positive and kind of that vibe. It had mm-hmm. that energy at his house of like, if you have an idea, say like mm-hmm. something about like his work ethic was like very bizarre and weird and it worked really well. It created like a really positive environment where people felt very like in charge and free to be weird and come up with crazy ideas And so that kind of showed, but I think once he sold the company to Amazon, I imagine fear, paranoia, having so much money, I'm sure it all kind of took a toll on him. And I'm like looking in the bathroom and in the toilet was like, I can't, I don't know if it was rocks or ice cubes. I thought it was ice cubes. My friend thought it was like rocks or something. The toilet bowl is filled with rocks. There's flowers in it. There's flowers in the toilet bowl. Where are you supposed to shit? I have no idea. I think maybe in a Home Depot bucket. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe (laughs) in the bed. Like, I don't know. In the shower, there were candles all over Mm -hmm. the shower as well. It was scary, especially like growing. I think if you like grow up with someone who's an addict or an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously his case was like on one extreme Mm -hmm. of it. But it is that feeling of just being like, oh, I'm seeing something that's, like, very private, very scary, Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to respond in Mm -hmm. order to, like, keep this a safe environment. I don't want to say the wrong thing and, like, trigger him or someone, like, and so we're kind of, they were saying, oh, so before we meet him, they're like, we want to introduce you to Tony. He has some ideas for you guys. Mm -hmm. He has a business idea. Mm -hmm. And... Even if you don't want to do it or you don't like it, just say yes. Mm-hmm. Just say yes because you don't have to. But like while you're with him, just be like, yeah, totally agree with him. And then later we can discuss. It's so fucked up. Okay. So we meet him and he and he, he there's writing on his walls. So instead of post-its, there are post-its in his room as well. But there's also just like writing on his walls. And when we walk in the room, I also there's a TV on the wall, across from him on the bed. And the guy, when we're meeting Tony, is with the camera streaming. So when we get into the room, I see that the stream is on the TV of us in the room with Tony. And he keeps putting the camera on us, on Tony. It's all on the TV. Um, It's like he's living in a virtual universe. Yes. Playing a game, but it's in his real life. Yes. Yeah, it's very, like, voyeuristic. Mm -hmm. And it just, it was really sad, It was just really sad and um, also scary. And What did he say? So we go in. We're all introducing ourselves. He's like, I'm Tony. And he just starts talking really fast. And he's saying all this crazy, like, if you guys can count all of the candles in this room, I'll I'll give you $1,000 or something. So I I start, that's when I start looking for all the candles. (laughs) I'm like trying to take a guess. I'm like, "Uh, maybe like 62. And then... My friend Brian was, like, making a joke about the ice cubes or mm-hmm. the rocks in the toilet. Mm-hmm. He, like, makes a little joke about that. But Tony doesn't get that it's a joke. He just takes it very seriously. He's like, yeah, it's a great idea. Cubes in a toilet. We should sell um, piss rocks. Piss rocks. We'll sell them. And all of you guys can get... I'll give you guys all piss rocks. And we can... Um, we can sell them and it'll be like a trickle down system. So you guys get this much and whatever money we make just goes and funnels back into the business. And it was just, he was talking so fast. Yeah, like None of it drugs. made sense. He starts writing down the business plan on the wall. Or the guy who's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not getting out of bed. He's saying it. The guy's writing it on the wall. He's like, just write it on the wall. Just write it on the wall. So the guy's like writing down whatever Tony's saying on the wall. And, um, is the girlfriend speaking and the girlfriend's talking. She's, she seems more with it. She's yeah. definitely more with it. And they bring in his smoothies. One of the people who works there brings in his smoothies on a tray, gives it to them. Um, he's talking about his dog, Nurse mm. Blizzy, yeah. Dr. Blizz. And, um, I wonder where she is now. We need to tell her. I think with her. the girlfriend, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because the just, craziest part is now this man's dead. The crazy part is now he's dead. And, I'll get into that as well, but so we're just agreeing with whatever he's saying and it feels really disgusting and like just very enabling and it just left such a like bad taste in my mouth and in my stomach and um, 
And he's like, I have this idea for you guys. I really want you guys to, each of you are going to get your own tour bus. Hmm. I'm giving all of you a tour bus individually. I'm going to have them driven to Los Angeles. You'll find a place to put them. Uh And then you guys are going to live stream. I'm going to give you a phone. You're going to live stream 24 hours a day, seven Mm -hmm. days a week. You can do whatever you want on the live stream. You can invite people into your tour bus. You can take the tour bus anywhere. But you have to stay on camera for, you know, all hours of the day. And, um... And I'll get, you know, it'll, it'll get money. We'll put it, you know, just continuing the stream, just all this stuff. And we're like, yeah, totally. That sounds, we're like pitching him ideas to go with uh-huh. it. I'm just honestly kind of like keeping my mouth shut because I'm like, I don't want to engage. And so we're like, okay, we wrap up with Tony and we go into the like dining room and they hand us all iPhones in a box. Um, and they're like, the tour buses will get to L.A. Um, in the next few days. And uh, and as soon as you leave here, we want you to start streaming on your bus when you, when you get home. And I am just like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I don't want to stream. I don't want to be involved. I'll take the tour bus, but I don't want to be involved. And yeah. the phone. The phone. So then, so finally we're going home. We're finally getting to go home. I'm like, whew. Okay, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm like, does the phone have like a tracker in it? Like, I don't know. It just felt creepy. So we get on the bus to go home and I'm like calling my sisters. I remember calling my sister when we were going home and I'm freaking out to my sisters. I'm like, I don't know what to do. This guy is offering us insane amounts of money to do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do it. And I start, like, crying. Because mm-hmm. it was... What were your friends doing? Were they like, okay, let's fucking do it? They were no? a little bit weird about it. I think I think initially they were, like, really excited. They're like, this is great. We're going to mm-hmm. make all this money. And we get to, like, stream whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And... They didn't see the... I don't know. Something about it to me just felt different. The closer we got to home, the more it started hitting them. And I was kind of telling them, like, this doesn't seem right. I feel like the way that I've explained it doesn't even, like, begin to... No, I, I think it does. the feeling that it had. Because, like, on paper, it all seemed like a cool, fun, weird weekend. No, this sounds very... I want to validate for you. This sounds very weird. Yeah. So I'm, like, on the phone with my sisters. I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, this was the scariest thing ever. I don't even know how to describe it. I feel gross. I feel, I feel like I'm being watched now. Because I just saw the power that mm-hmm. this guy had. Yeah. I was, like, I, I feel like I'm being watched. I feel like I'm stuck. It felt like this was going to be my life forever, was being like yeah, yeah, a yeah. pawn to Tony's mm-hmm. community and mm-hmm. whatever he said. Because I'm like, now I have this phone. They were also like, they were texting us on the bus. They're like, can you guys start? Can you guys start setting up your phones and making an account? Use this password. Um, you, you know, put in your email, use this password. That way we can log in if there's any issues or something like that. And so some of the guys are starting to stream. I kind of set mine up because at a certain point they were like, you need to set up your stream. So I like set mine up. And then finally I was like, I was like, I feel like I'm being listened to. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm being watched. We started talking to the bus drivers and the bus drivers are like, yeah, no, this guy's serious. Like if he says that you're getting a tour bus, like you're getting a tour bus, like he made the bus drivers in that lot. The reason they were set up like that is because all the bus drivers were pretty much most of the bus drivers were given a phone. They were also told to stream. So Tony is watching the stream of the bus, the tour bus compound. That He's like, created a world that he can He's watch. He's created his own world that he can watch and not have to move. move. And, um, and I was just like, I'm stuck. I have no... Agency, and my sisters yeah. are laughing. They're like, take the money and just like, whatever. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And I just like hung up on them. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I don't under, I don't know how to explain it in a way for you to like really get what this is. How did you get to not do it? I like, I'm. So then, so then, um, so we're driving home. The tour bus drivers are like, yeah, this guy's, you know, wild. Um, but he means what he says. And, um, and so some of the guys are streaming. I kind of, I just go to bed. Because I'm like, if I, when I go home, they don't know where I live, really. Mm-hmm. And my, my phone didn't have like a SIM card or anything. It was just kind of like, it just had the internet. Yeah. So we get home. I still felt uneasy, but I'm like, I'm just going to turn my phone off. I was asking the guys, like, are you streaming? One of my, one of the, my friend Craig, 
he was interested in doing it. And I think even he had gotten paid because he maybe did it for like two weeks. Did he get a bus? No. So the buses never came. The buses ended up not coming. I think they said something about like, oh, it's we can't find parking or maybe it just like didn't end up working. Yeah. Or maybe Tony even forgot about that part and no one reminded him. Mm-hmm. So none of the buses ended up coming, but we had these phones. So they're like, okay, just stream from like your house, stream whatever you want to do. And so my friend Craig was streaming. He left his phone on in the living room. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'd like watch his stream and it would just be him and his girlfriend on the couch, drinking coffee in the morning, leaving, you know, whatever. So he was streaming and he did end up getting paid for it. He reached out to the guy who was the connection between Uh Tony's compound and comedy. Uh And so they ended up paying. We eventually got paid for the show. And I just stopped. Yeah, I was like, it's not worth it. Did you get rid of the phone? No, I think I still have it. Uh It still is in my closet. That's funny. Um, And then a few weeks later, because I was telling everyone this story, and some of my friends were like, we shouldn't tell people about this. Like, don't involve anyone. Don't share about, like, what happened. Everyone just had very different responses and reactions to it. And we were all just kind of, like, the drive home, we were all kind of arguing. Because I was like, we shouldn't be doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be taking money from this man. Yeah. But you don't want any ties to him. Yeah. I don't want to be involved in any way. And so we all just kind of had this argument of, like, what the right thing to do was. And so I just kind of stayed out of it. And... Then, so I'm, I'm telling a lot of people, I'm telling my family, I'm telling some of my friends, I'm like, this is so crazy. I'm just like trying to process it. And then uh, my sister's husband, I think, sent me the article that he had died in a fire. And based on what I had just seen a few weeks before, I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. And his girlfriend, and I think maybe him, grew up on the East Coast. I don't remember exactly where. But they were going on a trip to visit family. So it was like him, his brother, his girlfriend, Blizzy, of course. Blizzy. And they're in they're at they're at their East Coast house. And the thing about the tour bus drivers with two the tour buses with two bus drivers per bus mm-hmm. was that they never had to stop. Yeah. They could just rotate. No one's so, sleeping. Yeah. So they everyone's sleeping. Yeah. yeah. So they get out there and, you know, he unfortunately passed away in this fire. And I'm like, yeah, he has candles everywhere. Like, why wouldn't his place over there be the exact same way? I'm just going to look up real fast where he died. Tony, I can't even pronounce his last name. Tony Shea. Smoke inhalation. The Connecticut medical examiner determined that Shea's death from smoke inhalation and ruled his death was an accident. News sources have suggested that his drug use and nitrous oxide use may have played a role in his death. Is nitrous oxide whippets? Yeah. Where in Connecticut? Wow. It says New London. Did the dog die too? I don't think so. Injuries from a house fire. Oh, singer Jewel predicted the death of, of Zappos CEO. Well, yeah, so Jewel, so he would have a lot of these parties and invite musicians. He had like this um, thing in Vegas that he opened up. Oh, look, she even says in this article, he is going to die. The floors of his house are covered in containers of nitrous oxide. Wow. And it was one of those things where once I saw that he died and I saw the Jewel like story about it, I'm like, yeah, like this all makes sense. And It was just, like, so weird seeing someone in the, like, depths of this spiral. So that's kind of that story. Yeah. That's the end of that book. And then later on, I get asked to go on tour with St. Vincent. I get asked to do stand-up opening for St. What if I was like, and she was on whippets, and there were (laughs) candles everywhere. I was like, where is this going? Yeah. Which, um, by the way, I came to the show, Radio City Music Hall, which was amazing. You did your stand-up, and then she did her show. Yeah. Um, So I started, so I got to open and go on tour with St. Vincent. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool because I got to be on a tour bus and like I was thinking that as you started telling the story, I was like, oh, you were just on a tour. And so I got to have like this rock star tour bus experience and I'm talking to the tour bus driver. I think it's like the first or second night. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's so fun being on a tour bus. The last time I was on a tour bus, it was a really strange experience. I was with this guy, Tony Shea, and he was like, I was there. Uh, the two of the the two tour bus drivers on this tour were in the, Utah because there were so many buses and drivers that like a lot of the tour bus drivers that we encountered on the road like 
all worked there. Yeah, well, there's 36. There can only be that many tour bus drivers. And they were just on this contract. They couldn't leave. They had to just be in Utah. They pretty much took up this, like, dingy hotel in Utah. And they were all just living in this hotel. And they were getting a bunch of money for, like, streaming. And just for being, like, employees under him. Um, And so they would all, like, a lot of them bought cars. Because I guess it's cheaper to buy cars in Utah or something. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them, like, used the money and bought cars. They bought that, like, train thing and set up that. Because they were just so bored. They were just stuck there. So it was just very bizarre to see, like... To still have these weird connections with this guy and how strange it was. I think the interesting thing is this, like, like my friend Ahmed, he wrote an article about it. I don't think he ended up, maybe he did release it, but I don't know if he did. But he was, the kind of narrative that he took with the article was just this idea of, like, being these comics who, you know our goal is to be like successful and like, you know, with that comes like Mm -hmm. wealth. And so we're all just enamored by doing this gig for one of the wealthiest people. And then to see that it's like, whoa, sometimes, uh, it comes with, did you sign anything when you were there? That was the craziest part. I never said there there was was so many security, but no NDA. Yeah. it, It blew my mind. Um, the last question I asked everyone, it's totally unrelated is, if we were visiting your town, wherever you live, where's mm-hmm. your favorite restaurant and what do you get there? Uh, I'm from Long Beach mm-hmm. and uh, there's this place that's in Los Alamitos, which is just a little bit south of Long Beach and it's called Pasty Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I call it Pasty Kitchen, but yeah, it's called Pasty Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's these little, almost, uh, I don't know how to describe them. The word is uh shepherd's pie would that mm-hmm. be is it what's a shepherd's pie not sure i don't know it's a. it's like this wrap thing it's like a bread okay. it's like a little it feels very like it. world like it feels very like cold war vibes okay it feels like old school just like war meal mm-hmm. where it's just this meat it's wrapped in this bread and you eat it like a little sandwich um and it comes with gravy Ooh. and it's really good and yummy so if you're ever in los alamitos california go to pasty kitchen it's been around forever it's I think Great. if they describe that like that when they're there, they'll know what that is. Yeah. It works there. Yeah. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you didn't like the episode, forget what I just said and just please don't tell anyone.